Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Hope uh, everything's going well for you. Hump day, Wednesday. Yesterday was an interesting day, Bill. They uh, made an announcement, uh, finally, sort of. And uh, it pleased a lot of people, but it didn't please everybody. It did not please everybody. Who did it not please? Well, it didn't please, I'm sure it didn't please the Bidens, (laughs) but that's another story. But, you know, uh, Matt Gates wasn't happy with the uh, impeachment uh, inquiry hearing announcement. He, I think, wants to cut right to the chase, like a lot of people do, including yours truly, and just take a vote on impeaching the guy. Uh, the, the evidence, it's, it's like they, they had a, a committee that got a lot of evidence. That was the Comer committee. And right. now they're going to have an impeachment hearing committee or whatever. And that's going to be another month of dilly-dallying. I guess that what their, their thoughts are is that they have subpoena power and there's a lot of things that they can do under, under oath now they couldn't do in just a hearing setting. And I guess they figure that the American people will will see more evidence. They think that the American people have to see more evidence. Now, mind you, the Democrats, they didn't have this problem. The Democrats, they jumped to, into an impeachment vote like it was, uh, you know, getting a hot day in a cool swimming pool, you know? There's a different demeanor between a Democrat and a Republican and how a Democrat will go about things and how a Republican can go about things. And I believe there's a certain amount of strategy on the Democratic side. On the Democratic I mean, side. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the Democratic side with this, uh, which I'll explain in a little while because there's a lot going on. Yeah. With, I don't know if you have audio on this I do. or not. I have. Uh, let's... I had the announcement from McCarthy first. Okay, here's Kevin McCarthy right. yesterday afternoon stepping to the podium. Not the most dynamic uh, orator in the in the house. That's all right. Doesn't matter. He's kind of quiet about everything he says, but well, you'll hear. That we were gone in the weeks, House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Now, here's what we know so far. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions. Dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his sons and his son's business partners. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shell companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. Biden used his official office to coordinate with Hunter Biden's business partners about Hunter's role in Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company. Finally, despite these serious allegations, It appears that the president's family has been offered special treatment by Biden's own administration. Treatment that not otherwise would have received if they were not related to the president. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption. But they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the president would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. 
This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer at the Committee on Oversight in coordination with Chairman Jim Jordan for Judiciary Committee and Chairman Jason Smith on Ways and Means. Now, I do not make this decision lightly. Regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale and that the federal government is not being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family. Now, I would encourage the president and his team to fully cooperate with this investigation in the interests of transparency. We are committed to getting the answers for the American public. Nothing more, nothing less. We will go wherever the evidence takes us. Thank you very much. Okay, if you fell asleep, wake up. It's time to wake up. Boy, holy smokes. I mean, you know, it's. I'm glad he did it to a certain extent. I mean, it's something, but uh, I don't think um, it's necessary. My well, opinion. In your opinion, in my opinion, be careful what you wish for. Um, you probably have the Fetterman audio because Fetterman was typical Fetterman. I was going, oh, okay, he is not the stroke-ridden bumbling fool, or he's always been a stroke-ridden bumbling fool. But here we go. Asking about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment in or has sure. said he's going to. Oh my God! Really? Oh my gosh! You know? Oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Ooh, don't do it! Please don't do it! Oh no! Oh no! Now, mind you, his aide was dressed in a suit, and mm. he looked like he was getting ready to go get a bucket and do the floors. He was dressed in a baggy shirt with shorts, and uh, the guy has no respect for the job that he's in. If he had respect for the job, they don't wear suits in the halls of Congress because they want to. Everyone would like to wear shorts, but they wear it because it, it is almost like the uniform of a U.S. senator. But this guy doesn't care. You know, he walks around in baggy, you know, baggy gym shorts and a loose-fitting uh, shirt. Uh, he has lost some weight. I applaud him for that, but I think he did it the hard way, the institutional way. I think he mm -hmm. uh, he spent some time in a in a hospital, and they probably fed him well and watched his diet. Uh, but uh, I don't know. He acted like a, a a buffoon. This is a senator. They asked well, him a serious he is, question. He is a he is a buffoon. But you know what? When he was uh, what was he, lieutenant governor or whatever it was? Yeah, uh, who who who's paying attention? You know? Yeah, but he he he's always done that. He's always been a bully. He's always been a thug. He came from rich family, but he's a he's 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 a idiot himself, you know. And he's he's if if it wasn't for the political arena, he would be sitting there working at the lube, you know. Uh, yeah, Jiffy lube. lube. Yeah, you yeah, know, you the, know the dif the difference with um, you know Fetterman and a lot of other people. He he was being paid an allowance by his parents until he was yeah. about 45 years old he uh, he was the mayor of braddock pa which i'm i know you're aware of, of braddock pa it looks like yeah if you drive it, through it it looks like bombed out beirut but it, there are some decent it, houses there and yeah. he had one of them well it pays you know the job pays like fifteen hundred dollars a month or twelve hundred dollars a month for, to be well, mayor of braddock that. and so his, that. his parents supplemented his income while he uh, strolled around Braddock in his uh, shorts and baggy shirt. And then he became, through God knows, uh, he became the lieutenant governor. He knew the right people. And that was another no-show job where he could just hang around his office and, you know, eat Twinkies and, and do what he was. He didn't have to really work terribly hard. Uh, no, he, he deflected a lot of stuff from, what was it, Wolf. Yeah, um, uh, because he would he would do these absurd remarks. But, you know, one of the things he's been saying for the past two weeks, if you're going to do it, just do it, which is something you've said. So mm. his little heebie jeebie. I got to hear Fetterman. I, I, I'm I, afraid I, of your face. I, I got to hear it again. I got to hear it again, because I think the ooh at the end makes makes it all worth it. Listen, yeah. Asking about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment in or has 
Now, here's what a bully does. They will taunt you into doing something they want you to do. My point is about the impeachment of Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. All right. We've got a narrow margin in the House. We they have a narrow margin in the Senate. All right. What if they want, you know, they don't know what to do about Joe Biden. They really don't. Or they don't want to be the bad guys. So they'll let us be the bad guys. Come on, get it done. Impeach them, all right? Or just impeach them. The House can impeach them. And then what if the Senate goes along and ha- and they they go, yeah, he's impeached. What happens? We have Camilla. Okay, now what's she going to do? She's going to pardon Joe. <laughs> all right. So now, and she will she will march to the orders of whoever's giving the orders. Sure. In a non-senile way, she might have her stupid little <laughs> oh, and word salad uh, and her word salad answer to everything. But we got Kamala, and now we just screwed ourselves. So this is one of those damned no if you situations. do, damned if you don't. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When I heard Fetterman do that, I'm going, he's taunting us. Yeah, and there's they want they want us to do their job for them. Because then they can turn that into a campaign strategy going, they impeached well, this. You know, this thing that they, they, they announced yesterday, this uh, hearing, um, it, it's still an, there's still an off-ramp for the Republicans. They haven't made a serious commitment to impeach Biden. It's like, well, we considered impeaching Biden. Now we're going to seriously consider impeaching Biden. They're but not going to do squat. And you know what? No matter what scenario you take, if the Democrats take the House again and keep the Senate, what happens to all this Biden news? If the Democrats take the House and the Senate, the yeah. Biden news goes away and it becomes Trump 24-7. Yeah, it's all negative stuff, which is why they stacked up the indictments, 91. Anytime something bad happens to them, they do it. I mean, go yeah. When you look at all the bad news that's out there, it's all happened right around when a Democrat ran into trouble. Like Hillary, when she ran into trouble, we had a disaster the next day. Uh, and you want to know who's running Biden? And, you know, go back to Obama. Go back to Hillary. Yeah, I, I happen to. I'm, I'm waiting now that this announcement was made. I'm waiting for a major uh, catastrophe to happen to distract the the country from the uh, Biden announcement. So it'll be back page like within 24 hours. Uh, Matt Gates was not pleased with what Kevin McCarthy said, you know, and they, they set it up McCarthy's speakership. They set it up so that uh, any one congressman can uh, ask for the position of the speaker to be vacated. Well, the Democrats and, would love that too, now, wouldn't they? Well, yes and no, but um, you know, be, again, it goes to be careful for what you wish for, right? Uh, yeah. any, anyway, Matt Gates uh, had this to say, uh, and he wasn't happy. On this very floor in January, the whole world witnessed a historic contest for House Speaker. I rise today to serve notice. Mr. Speaker, you are out of compliance with the agreement that allowed you to assume this role. The path forward for the House of Representatives is to either bring you into immediate total compliance or remove you pursuant to a motion to vacate the chair. We have had no vote on term limits or on balanced budgets as the agreement demanded and required. There's been no full release of the January 6th tapes. As you promised, there has been insufficient accountability for the Biden crime family. And instead of cutting spending to raise the debt limit, you relied on budgetary gimmicks and rescissions so that you ultimately ended up serving as the valet to underwrite Biden's debt and advance his spending agenda. Mr. Speaker, you boasted in January that we would use the power of the subpoena and the power of the purse. But here we are, eight months later, and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. 
That's how you know that the rushed and you know, somewhat rattled performance you just saw from the speaker isn't real. At this point during Democrat control over the House of Representatives, they had already brought in Don Jr. three times. And we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. Power of the subpoena and power of the purse. Only thing the 118th Congress is known for at this point is electing Kevin McCarthy speaker and underwriting Biden's debt. And unfortunately, there's only one of those things we can remediate at this time power of the purse. Our leadership right now is asking us to vote for a continuing resolution. A vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the Green New Deal, a vote to continue inflationary spending, and in the most troubling of fashions, a vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the election interference of Jack Smith. Mr. Speaker, we told you how to use the power of the purse. Individual, single subject spending bills that would allow us to have specific review programmatic analysis and it would allow us to zero out the salaries of the bureaucrats who have broken bad targeted president trump or cut sweetheart deals for hunter biden September 30th is rapidly approaching, and you have not put us in a position to succeed. There is no way to pass all the individual appropriations bills now. And it's not like we didn't know when September 30th was going to show up on the calendar. I must be better. You must be better. And this House must be better, for it is the last best hope for tens of millions of Republicans. We demand real oversight against this weaponized government. Just look at the bribery. If tens of millions of dollars flowing from foreign corrupt people into the bank accounts of the Biden family wasn't enough for actual impeachment, why were we even looking? Joe Biden deserves impeachment for converting the vice presidency into an ATM machine for virtually his entire family. We all see it. We all know it. Now, moments ago, Speaker McCarthy endorsed an impeachment inquiry. This is a baby step following weeks of pressure from House conservatives to do more. We must move faster. Now, I will concede that the votes I have called for will likely fail. Term limits, balanced budgets, maybe even impeachment. I am prepared for that eventuality because at least if we take votes, the American people get to see who's fighting for them and who's willing to tolerate more corruption and business as usual. Mr. Speaker, dust off our written January agreement. You have a copy. Reflect on the spirit of that agreement and build on the start that we had moments ago. Begin to comply. No continuing resolutions, individual spending bills are bust, votes on balanced budgets and term limits, subpoenas for Hunter Biden and the members of the Biden family who've been grifting off of this country, and the impeachment for Joe Biden that he so richly deserves. Do these things or face a motion to vacate the chair. And let me alert the country, a motion to vacate might not pass at first, but it might before the 15th vote. And if Democrats bail out McCarthy, as they may do, then I will lead the resistance to this uniparty and the Biden-McCarthy-Jeffries government that they are attempting to build. I know that Washington isn't a town where people are known for keeping their word. Well, Speaker McCarthy, I'm here to hold you to yours. I yield back. Wow. (laughs) Pretty powerful. I will say one thing. He should never have said tens of millions of Republicans. That's just a stupid little phrase. There are hundreds of millions of Republicans that are going to be disenfranchised from everything that's working, going on here. And that's just a point of reference, because if you believe the election was stolen, which it was... Mm-hmm. There's not tens of millions. There's hundreds of millions of us out there. I happen just... to agree with everything he says there. I, well, I, here's what, I, and I'll tell you why I think the mistake. Uh, this hearing is a mistake. It's because it's going to take another month of our time. For, think of this: Would you allow uh, an incapacitated uh, grandparent to continue driving you home if you saw ten miles from your house that he was? Knocked, uh, you know, he was out of uh, out of control. He was uh, in a delusional state of some. Would you allow this? No, you'd pull him over and you'd change drivers by giving him another month. You're letting him drive home. You're letting yeah. him. What can he do in a month? He can do a hell of a lot in a month. 
Well, yes, he can. But now here's, I'm going to go the flip side. I do agree with what he said. Absolutely. But here's where I have a problem. And the Democrats are laughing. If you listen to all the news, they're laughing at the Congress. They're laughing at Republicans. We can't get our act together. You are right. We can't get our act together. Now, what they need to do is pull everybody in and have a closed-door meeting, no media, nothing, where the, Dem- uh, where the Republicans sit down and say, all right, let's, let's hear why, we're, why we should and why we should and get your, get your <clears throat> together and get, get on a single uniform agenda. And is, what I'm saying is black out the news. Let the Democrats get their panties in a knot for a while and not tell them what you're going to do, but get a get a cohesive plan and stick to it and do it. But a couple get everybody of days on ago, the same page. A couple of days ago, uh, a bunch of protesters went into McCarthy's office and took control of his office. They for, should be locked up. Well, if it were somebody who had backbone... If it were a speaker who had cojones, as they say in uh, in Spanish, uh, it would have been ended within minutes, within seconds. What's of them. he afraid of? Well, it, these people went into his uh, reception area, out of reception area, sat right. down, took over, started screaming. Now, this is the Speaker of the House of Representatives' office. This is where they do business uh, all the time, you have uh, diplomats visiting the speaker. You have uh, politicians. You have people from all over the world stopping into that office. And these people went in there and made a scene. But because he didn't want to offend anybody, he allowed it to go on. He he had his employees shut the doors between other offices and the reception area so they could continue to raise hell in his office. It could be heard up and down the corridors of Congress, right? This this chanting, this uh, rant that they were going on. And if it were somebody like Tip O'Neill or somebody like that, they would have had the Capitol Police in there, and they would have had them by the scruff of the neck. They wouldn't have taken them into the corridor and put nice little plastic uh, uh, handcuffs. They would have dragged them down to that jail in the basement that they have, and they would have kept them there for a while. But, you know, we have a guy who's trying to play politics all the time. Not Think about this. Okay, we found all this evidence to impeach Biden. We found all this evidence. So now what we're going to do is we're going to have a real hearing to see whether we can find so the real evidence. Well, I, I mean... All this time that we sat and heard Comer saying we got this and we got this and we got reams of testimony and we got all this bank statements, we have all this evidence, that should, I agree with Matt Gates. that should be enough. That it should, should do be it. enough, but then again, too, we need to shut our, y- our yaps. And are you, looking at, are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> yes, I am. No. But no, I mean, the, the Congress needs to sit there Get together behind closed doors, get unified, no news allowed. We're going to sit here and have a one-on-one with each other, get our act and plan together, and just do it. Let the left get their panties in a knot and sit there in a wad, and we'll, we'll sit there and march forward. We do have enough to do something with, but you know what? Let's just sit there and give, give them a big, healthy dose of their own game. But I believe they want us to go ahead and do the impeachment, and I think they want us to do their dirty work for them. And the longer we drag this thing out, the less time we're going to have have to do. We're going we're going to have a harder time turning this ship around. You know, time um, is running out. For years, I was proud of the fact that I worked at uh, a major network. I worked at CBS in New York. Right? It meant a heck of a lot to me. It was a, a major achievement. As a matter of fact, when I got there, I felt almost like I, like I was accepted to Harvard. You know, I mean, I'm in New York because it was CBS. And, and I think I know friends of mine who felt the same way, who worked at ABC and, and uh, NBC. And I did know a lot of people who worked at these different places. But they're, uh, they're, they've diminished. They've diminished mm. themselves. And it's been, it's been intentional. It has been intentional. This is not something which they accidentally slipped into. They now have turned themselves into uh, cheerleaders for the left. 
they're not mm. objective anymore. They don't give you an honest evaluation. Oh, I, I, I agree. There probably are some uh, good reporters out there who still have uh, honorable goals and things. But I think that things like the assignment managers and uh, the people who work the desks and, and they the got to march to a drumbeat yeah. that's given to I them. I mean, you may hand them a story with video, and the video may be great, and then you get an editor in the back room, the the final guy between you and the air, and the editor says, okay, we're going to produce this. Uh, we're going to take out this sentence here. We'll take out this sentence here. When He's he asks making the question, editorial decisions, which he should not yep. do. Uh, ABC had some comments about... Uh, about the announcement that McCarthy made. And I just want you to listen to it. I mean, and you ask yourself, is this being impartial? Is this being neutral? Is this being honest with the American people? Listen, this is David Muir starting off. Developing headline from Capitol Hill tonight under intense pressure from hard right Republicans in the House. Speaker Kevin McCarthy is now launching an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. McCarthy said just two weeks ago that there would need to be a vote for this, but tonight now saying he's launching it, no vote. Today, Speaker McCarthy was pressed, where is the key evidence to launch this investigation? Democrats, even some Republicans, have been skeptical there's any clear evidence to take this step. And politically, could it backfire? Rachel Scott on the Hill tonight. Tonight, under pressure from House Republicans, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy opening an impeachment inquiry into President Biden, investigating whether he benefited from the business dealings of his son, Hunter. House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Less than two weeks ago, McCarthy said he would not launch an inquiry unless the full House voted for one, saying it should not happen through a declaration by one person. But after far-right Republicans threatened to boot him as Speaker and former President Donald Trump turned the screws, McCarthy changed his tune, launching an impeachment probe while conceding he has no evidence President Biden committed high crimes and misdemeanors. Oh, Do you believe there's an impeachable offense? House Republicans have already spent nine months investigating whether as vice president, Joe Biden made decisions to help his son and enrich himself. But they've come up empty. Have you seen any hard evidence that President Biden did any wrongdoing here? We are developing that, and that's why the inquiry has to happen. Over in the Senate, Republican leader Mitch McConnell keeping the House inquiry at arm's length. I don't think Leader McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy, needs any advice from the Senate on how to run the House. But even some Republicans are saying the evidence against the president is just not there. And from Democrats tonight, outrage. This is an illegitimate impeachment inquiry period full stop it's a waste of time and taxpayer dollars and the white house tonight attacking mccarthy's move as extreme politics at its worst adding the president hasn't done anything wrong rachel scott live up on the hill as always and rachel speaker mccarthy going ahead with this impeachment inquiry no vote obviously as you just reported there tonight you've learned uh, that some republicans on the hill are concerned this could actually backfire politically Yes, David, and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is clearly trying to satisfy the far right wing of his party with his speakership on the line. But moderates are sounding the alarm, saying they're concerned about moving forward with this impeachment inquiry, especially heading into a critical election year, insisting that Republican voters want them to be focused on key issues like the economy and inflation, not this. David. Rachel Scott, live on the Hill. Rachel, thank you. Okay, that was a package that was filled with snippets, filled with uh, cut audio segments. Uh, and, and little things like uh, when she gave uh, Jeffers a little more time on his comment than the other people, you know, like uh, little tiny things. It's subtle, but you could tell by listening to the piece, you could tell who Rachel Scott was uh, rooting for. At least I could anyway. It was obvious. You know, even comments like and you, they were saying there is nothing here to see. There's no evidence, right. you know. That's not necessarily true, Rachel. If you were being honest, you would point to the Comer investigation and all of the evidence they've uncovered, you know? 
Well, there's a lot of things going on here, but, you know, yeah, it was a hit piece. It was an opinion piece, but that's what the news is. Now, my advice to the Congress uh, right now is to STFU, as the old saying goes, shut up. Don't say anything. Don't give them a soundbite. Don't give them a clip that they can take and malign you Yeah, but you're telling politicians, Bill, you're telling politicians to shut up. Shut up. Every, I'm, every, I'm telling every them to time, shut up. Every time you want a politician to talk, you show them a microphone or a camera. I mean, truly, you walk up, but even if it's not connected to anything, you want them to talk to you, have a microphone in your hand. Oh, yes. Well, how are you? It's a, And they'll go on for, for days. They don't have a hair in their privates if they can't <laughs> shut up. And that's just the way it is. These guys need to shut up. And you know what? The Democrats, they go, well, you've got no evidence. You've got no evidence. They don't care if you do have evidence because they've actually said there's no evidence. They've actually conceded there is evidence. Would you say that uh, Joe Biden being proven that he made phone calls and he was on phone calls? Of course. Is they, they've already got oh, evidence. well, hey, the evidence the other day that was. They've got evidence that he used uh, all of these phony uh, email uh, uh, names. Exactly. You know? And you know what their comment is about the, the evidence that he made phone calls in those emails? What? So what? He made phone calls. That's their answer. So shut up. Just do what you're going to do. Black out the news and do it. Let them sit there and get their panties in a knot because if they don't know what you're doing, the news can't. They can they can try to guess. And speaking of Democrats with panties in a knot. Uh, you heard about this Democrat leader. We talked about her briefly yesterday. Virginia, she's a Virginia candidate, uh, and her name is, uh, don't go away, I have it here in my sweaty little pumps, Susanna Gibson. Susanna Gibson has an interesting approach to, uh, to politics. She, oh, believes, base, yeah. she believes that she has nothing to hide, that she will stand there and bear all so that she uh, lets you know how honest she really is. Susanna Gibson. Actually, she and her husband will bear all. <laughs> yeah. But it, now she's upset. She's been, she was that lady, in case you hadn't heard. She's running for office in Virginia. She's a mom of two, and she's running for the 57th district in suburban Richmond, Virginia. And yeah. she, she wants to be a rep- state representative. But she had a little side hobby with her husband. And you, you know, she liked to go live streaming on this uh, site called Chatterbait. There's a lot of those sites. Which is a combination of two words, Chatterbait. It's a combination of chatter, which is talk, and bait, which is masturbate. That's what the word is. I mean, there's no cutting the... There's no going around the corner with that one, friends. So that's where Chatterbait comes from. She gets naked. people tip them. Yeah. She gets naked. She has sex, live sex. She's an attractive lady. She has live sex on camera uh, to so that anybody who wants to join in Jim. can join in. Uh, but she's ticked off, Bill. She's well, t- you know, yeah, she was making money with it. And mm-hmm. look, she's just a, a little simple housewife from mm-hmm. Virginia who wants to be a Democratic delegate and help spread her message. <laughs> spread her message. <laughs> oh, thank God we're Jason not doing Boyd, video. I can much, see uh, you, and I saw that smile. Um, you she, saw it. Yeah, I did. Smiling before yes. I did the punchline. But, Gibson, but that's, you know, that's what she's doing. She's yeah, showing her wares to I, get I, money I from you. Gibson remained defiant after her pornographic videos were discovered by a Republican operative. Oh, that dirty man. He discovered her, porno- her pornography. Because she, he was doing the last part of the, uh, the, yeah, uh, the name yes. of the place. She t- you know, he was, <laughs> wait a minute, I know that face. Yeah. Uh, you, you weren't supposed to be looking at her face there, buddy. So, you know, either way, yes. you're both guilty. <laughs> she told God. the Washington Post uh, uh, that the incident was, quote, an illegal invasion of my privacy designed How's to designed to humiliate me and my family. Now, mind you, let's pull over to the side of the road here for a second and examine what she's done. She and her husband, and by the way, from what I was told, it's not just she and her husband. It's she, her husband, and a couple of other people, other guys, uh, all get involved. It's It's kind of a... A happy neighborhood they live in. Well, it's uh, a family affair. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Sly. But um, 
she she gets naked and she does pornographic acts gleefully, really? gleefully, voluntarily. Gleefully. Yep, she did it on her own. Nobody, there wasn't one gun to her head. Well, maybe that's a poor wow. use of words, but anyway, she she yeah. she got naked and she had sex. She Bill says she wanted more tokens. I guess tokens convert to money. So when you when you buy so many tokens on this website, you can use them to have these people. They don't they don't want to directly pass cash between you and the subject because that can I guess be considered an illegal act prostitution. Prostitution, but if, yeah. But if and, you buy you know, a token, buy a bunch of tokens, you have the tokens, you can then give her tokens and then she can take those tokens and convert them into cash later on after the uh, well, that's tricky there that's pretty tricky this is a company out in irvine california i understand i guess so I, yeah, i'm so, not really so sure i, I never heard of them until yesterday to be honest with you usually these companies that do stuff like that are in cyprus or things like that yeah. but this is a uh, united states in the land of uh weirdos the free uh, and the home of the brave it's out in that land of california the land of uh Fruits and nuts, as they would say. Sure, but, uh, glad I don't live out there. You know, I yep. grew up there, and uh, you know, I'm embarrassed to say, "Well, where, where were you born?" Uh, hey, listen, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't make fun of you because I was born in Massachusetts. So, oh yeah, the other <laughs> end. That's it. Uh, the other end of that well, anchor. We got the East Coast <laughs> covered with, uh, with uh, craziness. But um, so she is now really ticked off that people are pointing out to the world that she did this stuff voluntarily. And she's really, she's becoming the victim. She has made herself, like, this is what Democrats do. They're going to make Biden. Biden may have sold us out to the Chinese. He may have given uh, top secret information to the Chinese. He may have mm -hmm. influenced people in Washington to vote a certain way because the Chinese wanted them to vote a certain way. You know when he was president, he let a spy balloon, and that's not, shouldn't be considered... It's no big deal. It shouldn't be taken lightly. That spy balloon had all kinds of real-time uh, uh, technology on it, and it was gathering information as it flew over key military installations right through the heart of our country, and they didn't shoot it down until it was out over the coast of South Carolina. I mean, folks, that is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And he, they asked him about it. They asked Biden about it. They said, uh, you know, uh, why did you let it go so long? Oh, it's just a balloon. This guy is um, either a moron, which, which is a distinct possibility, or he's just so corrupt that he believes that he can talk himself out of anything. And, you know, for 40 years, by the way, for 40 years he has talked himself out of just about anything. I mean, you remember, maybe you don't remember, that, that scene where he got in the face of a reporter, I think it was back in 1988, and he said, I was number one in my class in law school. I was, uh, uh, I got three scholarships. I, uh, well, I don't know, I, I kissed more babies than any other person in the Senate. I mean, he just went on and on, embellishing his resume, all the things he's, he did. And then, and then they did it. They did something which they used to do on a regular basis in news. They did a, re mm -hmm. a real fact check as opposed to a uh, partisan fa fact check. It was a fact check done technically by the the news media, which is, is kind of left. It was even kind of lefty then, but they, were, they fought to be neutral. Um, and they came out and said he didn't have any... Uh, any scholarships. He wasn't in the top of his class. He was in the bottom of his class. I think he was like nine away from last place in law school. And he made it out with the skin of his teeth. He lied about everything. And then he was also a guy who plagiarized. He took a speech from a a, a, a politician in England. I guess he'd be, well, that's far enough away. Who's going to know? We'll take that speech. He takes the speech and he makes it his speech. He And he doesn't Usually when you plagiarize, you kind of massage the voids. You kind of move yeah. around a bit. You make it yours. No, Biden just read it verbatim. Just about. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't read the guy's family names in, in, the, uh, in the original speech. I mean, it was amazing. And he, But see, he got caught, and then he got away with it. They voted him into the Senate again. He continued in his position of power. And I'm sure he has felt, I can smile and charm my way out of anything. 
And that guy, Trump, he's not going to hurt me. I'm Joe Biden. I'm Joe Biden. I can win anywhere, any any place, anyhow. I'm 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 that good at what I do. It, it's absolutely amazing, and I think that's where we, where we are right now. I don't think he's worried about this impeachment hearing. No, as a matter of fact, all this negative news, all you've got to do is just stack it all on top of each other and put mm-hmm. a big old, you know, scoop of uh, whipped cream and a cherry on top, and uh, you got a you got a Biden Sunday. Yes, uh, you do. Because pe- people are not going to remember all the negativity that's that it's built upon. They're going to remember the the scoop of uh, whipped poop. cream and the cherry on top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You yeah, know. it's a poop cake, and uh, it's it's got Biden's name on it, and you're eating it. So <laughs> you know, think I, about that. I got to tell you, folks, we are living in weird times. To think that we are in a situation where uh, we have the left committing crimes or committing immoral acts, but they mm-hmm. are making themselves to be victims, and you know the media kind of supports them. I mean that I was going to mention that uh, Susanna, what's her face, uh, down in Virginia, she's kind of having the the news media cover her like she's been wronged. You know, think about it, friends. If you if you did the same thing, I mean, you'd be ostracized. You'd be wearing a scarlet A in your neighborhood. You 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 wouldn't be allowed to go to the PTA meetings. You know, I mean, it would. Well, if you were a Republican on Chatterbase. Uh, or bait or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, they, they would have pictures of you that were blacked out and very oh, yeah. compromising <laughs> pictures of you and not flattering ones too. They, they would sit there and say, could you actually do a Photoshop, put a big old pimple on their butt? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. They, they would actually take your head and they would remove it f- photographically and stick it on the body of, you know, like a fatty Arbuckle from the uh, turn of the 20th century or, or uh, Oliver Hardy. Or so. I mean, they would make you look as bad as they could make you look because that's what they do. So anyway, uh, I-, I can't imagine yeah. that. Uh, I think yeah, I, this lady. I line, but I'll leave it alone. I think this lady uh, is going to uh, continue her campaign and. You know, she probably will get elected. She'll get a bump, and I think I think Chatterbait right now the executives are just go, yeah. Oh, we need more people like her <laughs> online. Well, no, like, give well, a discount they, to every Democratic politician. You know, yeah. How do you know it wasn't a Democrat that tipped off the other guy to do this? Because you know that's true. It gets to it, no, no. Here's here's the yeah. thing. You know, they take okay the LGBTQ society. And we're we're talking about pronouns and everything. Like right now on the news, yeah, there's a big story about a sixth grade art teacher that properly and correctly includes pronouns and the proper use of them in her art class. What it has to do with art, I don't know because you know your gender identity. You're either a man or a woman. That's basic biology. How you identify sexually, maybe that's a sex ed class or something like that. But it is not. A part of. Wait a second. To... Wait. Are you saying Vincent Van Gogh didn't go into his art studio and tell everybody that he was a guy? I mean, no, he didn't. F- he just went in and painted. You mean yeah, Pablo, he did, but... Pablo Picasso? Well, might have been as... Pauline. My well, God. he might have felt. Look, man, I feel like a woman. Let me paint a picture on. <laughs> you know, look, that's what they're doing. They're trying to sit there, and and. Uh, you know, force us into this this transgender thing. Yep. Uh, uh, they're uh, I forget what you know. They're, they're they're conquering. They're trying to divide and conquer with it. Yeah. So it's not it's not a normal thing. They're forcing it upon us, and they're forcing it in every topic that that's what it's about. And it has nothing to do with your greater education, but they're doing it. They've even got General Miley now, who's uh, sitting there going. Well, you know, when we do our awards and everything like that, we're going to properly do the the pronouns of everyone, you know, him, let, let her, me ask you, let me ask you he, a question, she. Though. Do you think that, imagine this, if you will, it's 1963, it's 1962, President Kennedy walks into his cabinet, where seated to his right is a man dressed in a woman's admiral uniform. 
What do you think would happen to the man dressed in the woman's admiral uniform? I mean, they would have escorted that gentleman out of the room and probably taken him to to counseling somewhere. But no, in this world we live in, in the land of Joe Biden, that's that's Admiral Rachel Levine, who was Richard. That was Richard Levine four years ago. You know. Well, now there's an. Army captain. Uh-huh. All right. And uh, he just got permission. All right. Because he, he commands sure. the, the platoon. And he goes, look, I'm I'm a well-decorated, well-honored captain. Young yes. guy, you know. Mm-hmm. But I want the right to wear a woman's uniform and makeup. So he wants to wear his high mm-hmm. heels, his, his nylons, uh-huh. his little skirt. Oh, good. You know, I don't know. Maybe he's wearing proper panties or maybe he's wearing crotchless ones. I don't oh, know. Oh, that's getting and, too specific you know, for is, me. Is Bustier, his little, his little, yeah. his little, you know, what, what do they call uh, I women, don't get uh, into, see, I, I think we all I, get the uh, idea where you're going with this. Yeah, yes. but you know, he's wearing the female uniform with his little ladies cap. Yes. But he's a captain. And you know what, and Bill? he's going to be You know that all of his men, they're not snickering and making fun of him in the back room. No, they're... They're not doing that at all. Oh, yes, they are doing that. <laughs> Hell yeah, they are. I mean, you know, come on. Um, I mean, you know, what, what do they call, you know, there's there's a, you know, a, a female officer in the Navy is a wave. Mm-hmm. I believe in the uh, Army, they're called a whack. Wax? Whack? Yeah, I don't believe they're called that anymore. I think they're actually called um, an officer, period. End of sentence. Oh, they, really? So they, it's they, a they, new world. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to say that. No. <laughs> yeah, be nice, Bill. Bill, this I, is. I'm, I'm going to be nice, but yeah, you. you know, yeah, they, never mind. Yes. Oh, geez, but yeah. you know, you know, you get your mind out of the Le- get your mind out of the gutter, so mind okay, can flow my mind by. is off the gutter yes, now. Yes, so there you. you go. I'm not going to talk about wax anymore. Okay. But Rachel Levine, and then now you got this. Would you sit there? And follow the orders of a drag queen. <laughs> you were I, in the I, army, no, right? No, no, I would. I, I, I mean, would I? You have to. <laughs> if he's still a commissioned uh, officer, well, yeah, you have, you to. have to. You have yes. to. If if somebody hasn't removed him from his position, uh, and you're a subordinate, you have to. You have to. Uh, apply, you know, do what he says. Well, you know, according to the DOD, Department of Defense. Military has to be gender neutral. What the hell happened to that? See, that goes back to my my point. You know, boy, that gives a whole new meaning to be all that you can be. It sure does. <laughs> but you know, we're sitting there. People have identified as him or her right. throughout the ages. History now, yeah. yeah, throughout history. But there have been hymns that have said, "Well, you know what? I really like being a her." And there have been hers going, I really like being a him. And that, but that's all there is to it. Biologically, they were still a man or a woman. I have a serious question. Do you think they're having this conversation in Russia or China? No, they're not. Because what we're doing here is taking a group and politicizing them and dividing and conquering. And they're subdividing and splitting hairs, so to speak, right now. With the L, you know, lesbian, gay, yeah. GBTQ, LMNOP, XYZ, W, sure. you Whenever they put at the end of that, the plus sign, that yeah. means odd infinitum. That means and on and on and on. Because they're going to divide us all into little subgroups. Now, don't think for a damn minute that that's giving you rights. They've divided you into a group. Yeah. And when they have control of the masses... Now they go, well, we don't like that uh, that little sect over here. Well, we know who they are and where they are, don't we? It's true. So, you, you know, divide and conquer, Bill, divide and conquer, and that's what and they're doing. That that is exactly what they're doing to you. So, think about that for a minute when you're doing that going, look, if you want to go home and dress up in a lady's dress up in men's clothing, which, you know, actually hey, is Jed J- Hoover did it for years. Yeah, and and a guy go home and you know, or you know, hey, you know, I'll let you in on a little secret right now, Jim. Uh-huh. I'm wearing them today. You know, for years, for years, J. Edgar Hoover was called a G-man 
Maybe he should have been called a G-string man. I'm just yeah. saying. Uh, but there was that old joke, you know, hey, hey, Jim, you know, I just want to let you in on a little secret. I'm wearing them today. Men's underwear. Feel kind of sexy in them, too. But, you know, it doesn't matter what you do in the privacy of your own persona. And that's that. And that's where it needs to stay. But you're allowing yourself to be divided for political gain of a party. And where is it going to stop? They're going to go on and on and on with it. And it is a sham. I find it, the other thing is, you know, this gun thing that's a sham that's going on in uh, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, where the governor did that more. Well, you heard what happened. The, most the sheriff recent. said he's not going to, yeah, he's and, not going. And, Bill, after the sheriff said that, the uh, Democratic Attorney General of New Mexico said, I'm not going to enforce any unconstitutional gun grab. That's no. the that's the Attorney General on, you know, on your cabinet uh, saying, I'm not well, going to enforce it. But the, I think it's deeper than the guns. See, I don't think it was really about guns. It was a test balloon. Now, they're talking about, oh, we're going to impeach this woman now. But I think she was marching to orders. What they wanted to do, what her reasoning was for doing it, we have an emergency. I, as governor, can suspend the Wait, first and you, second amendment. You're saying this was a test case for a national program they want to institute. You're saying that Democrat Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham was actually working uh, under orders from higher-ups, maybe in Washington. Yes? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying, because I'm going like, why would she do that with no general purpose out there to do it other than this was a test balloon Mm -hmm. to see how it would fly or to see how they fly this this Chinese balloon over the land. But she wanted to sit there and find out, or somebody wanted to find out, how do we get rid of the First and Second Amendment? We declare that there's a statewide emergency, a national emergency. By the power invested in me, I take away your individual well, rights. And if you heard her talk when she made the announcement and she was asked questions by the press, her answer was blatantly un-American, unconstitutional. She was saying, right. she was saying well, I have powers that supersede uh, the Second Amendment. And the First Amendment, because it's freedom of speech, freedom to own guns. You take away the First and Second Amendment, you, my friend, are no longer a free person, which is what this country is all about. And the LGBTQ and the right to do that and to be a him, her, it, what, and whatever you want to identify (laughs) as, is out the window. You know, um... It'll be interesting to see. It. There's a call for her being to be impeached uh, right. rapidly, quickly. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where this takes her. I don't think she will be impeached because no, I because don't she's either. Democrat. And when you're Democrat, you know, you're not impeached. Come on. They may talk about it, but it's just not going to happen. It's like the Republicans. After they have the hearing, they'll have a hearing on the hearing. And then a hearing mm. on the hearing and the hearing, and they're never going to get to the impeachment vote. And once we have three or four hearings, then you know what we ought to do? What? Have another hearing. You think? Yeah, and kind of take all these hearings uh-huh. and round them up under one big hearing. And then if we're not happy with that result, well, we got to have a bigger hearing. I'm with Matt Gates. Do a vote. Come on, or vacate the seat. If you can't well, do your job, vacate the seat. We are being divided and conquered, and we are being attacked on every front. So... Anything that you see in the news is all a scam. Uh, you know, there, there, there's anytime. I, I got another something. thing we got to pass Go along before. There's, there's a guy, I've never heard of this guy before. Maybe you have. He's a serious XM host and uh, an MSNBC uh, contributor. His name is Dean uh, Obadala. I've never heard of him. Uh, I, I find it amazing that he's working on Sirius XM, but hey, that's another story for another time. I'm sure he is an interesting character, but he's a liberal. And, you know, one of his things that apparently he is advocating is that President Trump, quote, must die in prison, end quote, to deter anyone else from attempting a coup and that he expects Trump will be prosecuted in jail. Now, think about this for a second. If we did the same thing, even with Biden, if we started to speculate right now on this show 
uh, openly and advocating uh, such a thing, we'd probably have the FBI, uh, the Secret Service knocking on our door, for one thing. Oh, they don't knock. They kick. That's true. But I want, I want you to hear a little bit of uh, his conversation about uh, this Trump must die in prison. Listen. We're constantly going around saying, you know, like if Joe Biden was like, you know, you don't want to elect a guy who could die in prison. You know, they'd be like, oh, my God, how dare you say Trump might die in prison? But, you know, maybe he won't. Uh, uh, but I also think it's, uh, go ahead. No, yeah. but I was on MS and I said that Donald Trump must die in jail. And then, and the, and it came out weird because it sounded like I was hoping he get stabbed in the shower, and that's not what I meant. I meant like die of natural causes to be a deterrent to anyone else. And I don't care if you're a Democrat or if you're a Republican, whoever attempts a coup in our nation again, that your fate must be death in a prison cell. That you live out your days I don't there. Think you said the words "must die in jail" because otherwise I would. And I'm, this is going to be number one on the front page tomorrow. MSNBC's <laughs> no, I, I think Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump must die in prison because. It, I don't care if he was 45 years old. You should get life in prison if you attempt a coup. And there should be no chance of parole. I don't care who it is. That's why I think Donald Trump or anyone else who attempts a coup must die in jail. Because either we're going to protect the Democratic Republic and we're, or we're going to allow people, in this case Trump, to chip away at our democracy. You know, I, I don't understand this guy because uh, I spend a lot of my time preparing for this program. I study the news. I listen to the news constantly. I look for audio clips, as do you, and you you, 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 you put a lot of effort into this. It sounds to me that somebody like this Dean Obadala doesn't pay any attention to what's going on. It's just a touchy feeling. And, you know, I think an insurrection, there was no insurrection on January 6th. Well, that's the big thing about the story is he goes, uh, anybody that attempts a coup, Number one, it wasn't a coup. There was no attempt at a coup. It has been, and it's never been proven to be a coup. Oh, the January 6th committee. Okay, that was a bogus committee because was it fair? Well, Stack we had deck. Cheney. Stack, <laughs> yeah, right. Stack deck. Yep, you're right. It, w it was a stacked deck, and they had no legal authority to do anything. So the mere fact that it is, well, there was an insurrection, that is just... That was the headline to your final exam paper. And Dean, and old buddy, old pal, tell me, where has Donald Trump been, been uh, actually uh, found guilty of inciting a coup? Where? I mean, some of these indictments, they're going to try to prove that. They're not going to work. Right. It's just not going to happen. I think these indictments, by the way, are playing right into the hand of uh, Trump and his attorneys. Because I think, But here's the problem I have. I think that we are too trusting on our side. We expect that justice will be neutral and justice will not be, you know, impartial uh, to one side or the other. And I, I don't trust that. After, after 2020, after what happened in 2020 and what happened in 2016, we all know that Trump wasn't supposed to win. Nine o'clock at night, all the networks were predicting it was going to be a Hillary landslide. There was no path to victory for Donald Trump. And all of a sudden, something strange happened. Everybody mm. voted overwhelmingly for Trump, but they wouldn't let that happen again. Whoever was behind Absolutely those machines, not. they fixed them in 2020. Yeah, they sure did. But I'll tell you what. Uh well, look, we, the election was stolen, and that's all there was to it. How do you have a guy that goes to every rally that he went to and had one, maybe two people show up? Oh, I saw people. No, you didn't see people. You saw Joe, and you saw pictures of maybe four or five people yeah. at other at other gatherings and coffee a coffee house meeting. They didn't have a crowd. I mean, even that stupid CNN thing that they did here at uh, PNC Park. All right, at the ball field in Scranton, where Biden is supposedly from and everybody loves him, and they have the Biden Expressway. Do you know every damn business that's on that road Trump. that uh, that, uh, that, um, that they <laughs> named the Biden Expressway? Yeah. They didn't want the name. They said it will kill business. They probably Some have of Trump them have signs in their windows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, it's Joe, and Joe had, I think I saw six cars in the parking lot at PNC Field when they were doing that with Cooper Anderson. Wasn't that the guy that was there? Anderson that, Cooper, yeah, right. Anderson yeah. Cooper, well, yeah. Frontwards, backwards, he's yeah. still the same guy. Anyway, uh, 
there was nobody there. I mean, you, you had the film crew, uh, Cooper's uh, car, and uh, Joe's brigade. And I don't even think his car stuck around. In the meantime, Trump goes to Butler, PA, and draws 58,000 people. It's bigger. It was bigger, a bigger crowd at the field watching Trump than populate uh, the city of Butler, Pennsylvania, or uh, the the uh, suburbs. I mean, it was amazing how many people went to that rally, and that was just before the election. Now, anybody who's paying attention uh, knows that there were some shenanigans in 2020, and if you don't, you're not paying. You're just not paying attention. You're not being honest with yourself. Even anybody if, that was up at two in the morning, one thirty in the morning, you I saw the number slip right before your eyes. Hey, we we, I went did. To, we went to bed. I think that we were up by eight hundred thousand votes in PA. I saw the flip, and I was going, "What the hell happened?" I there? thought it was a mistake. I thought it was a Chiron mistake. I thought it was a graphics mistake. No, I it wasn't. Yeah. I thought so too. I said, "Well, they'll flip back." Yeah, and you know, five minutes goes by, half hour goes by, an hour goes by, and I'm still sitting up at five in the morning, going, "I gotta go to bed." Hey, but and that's why in the state of Pennsylvania, you get a guy like John Fetterman, a babbling, bumbling uh, doofus, uh, going up against a uh, cardiac uh, thoracic surgeon uh, who is. World-renowned uh, television personality, uh, charismatic in so many ways, who knows how to work the crowd, but yet he loses to this guy who can't answer a question in a single sentence. Come on, folks, wake well, you up, Doctor Oz. I mean, you haven't heard from him, and if I were him, you wouldn't hear from me either, because I would have sat there and said, "Heck with it." That's it. Um, yeah. You know, you know what, people, if you believe all this, and this is what you you want. You got it. Yeah. I am going to go take my 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 millions and I'm going to go enjoy life with my family while this planet still exists. I mean, I, you know, I had something on global warming and um, But you know what John Fetterman would say, right? At first I just wanted to check in and see how how you're feeling and how you're doing. I'm doing fa- I'm doing fantastic. And and uh it's not about uh, kicking balls uh, in the authority or anything <laughs> it's not like kicking well, balls in the authority well, what is i to this day i can't figure out what the heck that means i don't know i'd like to give him a demonstration <laughs> of a ball kick so that he understands what he's talking oh, about the next gosh. time he talks about it because you know i know how to do that you so. know what's interesting though when he went when he did that answer in the hallway yesterday he was a bit uh, he was kind of coherent he also looked a little different, by the way. He had a mustache. He had no no beard or goatee. Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't he? And he looked a little taller than he looked before. But, uh, I mean, it couldn't, be a, couldn't be a double, the, could it? You know? Uh, I'm not going to get into the conspiracy One more time yet. for his answer yesterday. Asking about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment in, or has said he's going to... Oh, my God, really? Oh, my gosh. You know, oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Doesn't that sound almost too coherent for him? Yeah, well, it does, but it sounds like the old Fetterman, and that's what they're trying to convey. The old Fetterman is back. Uh, it's not hard to find, you know, uh, a fester, a, a big, tall, fat fester lookalike, and that's what they did, and, and they got him there. Uh, oh but I'm sitting there going, do I want to go as uh, Fetterman as, uh, you know, for my Halloween costume, or do I want to go as uh, dressed up as Joe Biden? I thought I'd get That's an, an interesting thing. I could break out my old Uncle Festus uh, outfit uh, yeah. from the Adams yeah. family and yeah. go and go as John Fetterman. <laughs> yeah, you could. Well, I was thinking about going as Joe Biden, but I was going to go get um, an inflatable love doll uh-huh. and fill it up with helium, tie a little bit, you know, of a, like a thin rope on it, uh-huh. dress it up in uh, leather. Uh-huh. You know, with a ball gag on it and everything. And go like as that Susanna longer. Gibson's husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. Hey, listen, we've done it again. If you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. We don't have one. We don't have two, but three, three, three email, uh, emails all at once here. Of course. Actually, the first one, uh, it's mail at itsanotherday.com. That's yes. the main one. We have... Uh, we have uh, mail at jimandbill.com, uh-huh. and we have 
uh, we have Jim and Bill at mail.com. So, wow. And that's spelling out and. So no matter what you do. So if you get confused, Bill, if you want to contact us and you get confused, you really will probably reach us anyway, even in your confusion, because you've given them so many different options. Right? Jim and Bill at mail.com. 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 I feel like I'm doing a Three Stooges routine. Uh, yeah. Anyway. And mail at Jim and Bill.com. Or it's another, you mail it, it's another day. We will but be back here again tomorrow, and we'll try tomorrow, to be a little, tomorrow, bit, tomorrow. a little bit more subdued, a little bit more dignified. Today was one of those loosey-goosey programs, but... Every Dignified. so often you have one. Yes, I know. It's it's hard to imagine. Uh, I, I'm going to end the talking to Willis. Well, we're going to end the program with our traditional uh, sign off, uh, as only one Mister Bill Knight can uh, muster up. So, Mister Knight, without any further ado, it's for you. For me. Yes. For me. For you. Okay. <clears throat> Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. Johnny Reese is a major league pitcher who always had a talent for striking people out. Teams fell over themselves trying to recruit the young man with the menacing fastball. But baseball isn't his only talent. He's also a major league hitman, a contract killer who likes his work. Reese does more than strike opponents out. He eliminates them all together. Retired New York City detective Jack Kane has come to Pittsburgh to find a killer and squeeze play by Jim Harrington is the story about what happens when these two alpha males meet and go head to head. It's a great weekend read. Squeeze play from Dover and Blackstone Media LLC. It's available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other great online book sites. Or visit itsanotherday.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Squeeze Play is a grand slam. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>